Great day. Running kind of behind schedule, so I appreciate you being here. Uh, I really do. Also appreciate prayers. I appreciate just uh, just clicking on the channel and clicking on the thumbnail, clicking on the video, and watching the video uh, is a great help to the ministry. You know, believe it or not, for those who don't do uh, street, you know, videos like this or any kind of video that uh, they don't get much traction, much viewership, or many hours of watching. Uh, understand that uh, we don't do this for ourselves. Uh, most videographers, most people who do videos, they really don't do it for themselves. Maybe in the beginning, they may start. I didn't begin that way. I began because the Lord asked me to do it. But uh, after a while, after a while, you sort of uh, think or expect that the viewership would, would grow, right? And uh, that the interaction with the video would grow. And uh, I understand that YouTube, this is what this is on the YouTube channel, is, uh, is vast, okay? I don't know why I'm talking this way. I, you know, I never know what I'm gonna say until I click on the video, or on the camera here. Anyways, uh, that the, audience of YouTube is vast. Probably a billion people plus uh, are on the YouTube channel. So there's all kinds of, and there's, I mean, what is it, like hundreds of thousands, millions of videos posted every day, some ridiculous number. And uh, so what's one more video? Well, I don't know what that is, but there's, there's people who start on the YouTube channel and they don't go anywhere. Uh, and oftentimes they don't go anywhere because they're not consistent. Uh, one of the attributes that uh, re are required of uh, video people like this, doing this, is a consistent uploading schedule. They, they say that a lot. Consistent uploading schedule. Well, if you look at my channel, you can say, well, John, uh, he's got a consistent uploading schedule. Also, it says that you need to do uh, the videos that interest us, you know, the person doing the video more than the person watching. You cannot please other people, you have to please yourself. I mean, that's kind of weird to say that as a Christian. I mean, I please God, but uh, I'm trying to talk in <laughs> earthly terms, I guess. <laughs> but, um, and uh, because if you don't do something that you enjoy and have fun at, you'll quit. Like, I love my street ministry. When God started, it, started this, I, I fell in love with it. But I've always loved the ministry. I've struggled with it, yeah. I mean, I've said that many, many times in many of my messages. But I also enjoy doing these videos. And uh, because when I get home, uh, after out here all day, like I get off at four o'clock today, and by the time I, I go to the store to pick up a couple things, by the time I get home, it'll be five o'clock. Then I sit down uh, and I start my dinner. I, you know, I get up, you know, put everything down when I get home get cleaned up. A lot of times I'll take a shower to wash the world off me. That's kind of how I say it, wash the world off me. And um, 
And then I, uh, I uh, go into my prayer closet, actual closet, shut the door, and I pray to my Father, which is in secret. I do that every time I leave because that's what the Lord asked me back in 2017, and I've been faithful with that. I'm a faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, generally speak. And, uh, and then I, uh, you know, I start cooking dinner, I start doing the video, and it's usually about three hours of work, of uh, updating a couple things, uh, uh, doing the scripture short, the video, all that stuff, answering some comments, you know, about three hours. So it's probably be about 8 o'clock, maybe 8.30 when I'm finished. And then I got to get to bed because I need to wake up at 6 in the morning. So I'm serving the Lord. What I'm saying here is you have to do what you are enjoying doing. Because if you're trying to do it to please people, uh, to please your family, to please your friends, uh, you're not going to make it. You'll quit. You have to be looking to Jesus Christ to please your Savior. And if you're not saved, get saved. I mean, really, let's, let's get it fixed. Let's get your eternal destiny uh, solved and finished. That's the most important decision of your life by re receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. It's the most important thing you gotta do, not doing a video. That's not the most important. <laughs> most important is saying, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. That's my prayer. Not your prayer, my prayer. Back, way back when. All right, so, uh, uh, and the reason I'm talking this way uh, about enjoying what you're doing is because on Sundays, it is the toughest day for me of the whole week. Always been the toughest day. Saturday, the Sabbath, is the best day of the week. My Sabbath is the best day of the week as because I just, as dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ and I rest in the Lord. I don't go out to preach. I don't go play. I don't go play ball games. I don't, I do, I'm just in the Lord, all right? And that's my best day. Then right after my best day is my worst day. Sunday is my worst day. It has been for just about all my life, it seems like. Uh, uh, probably since I was about 20 years old. After I got saved, I guess Sunday became the worst day. You think people, you know, as a believer, as a preacher, Sunday would be your best day. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it is a good day, a best day, if you don't do any spiritual work. If you just preach a fancy, uh, feel-good message, uh, no devil's gonna bother you. But if you preach a message uh, against sin, against uh, hell, against rebellion, uh, and you preach the pure, pure word of God that people be saved, you preach Jesus Christ, uh, you're gonna be attacked by devils. You're gonna have oppression. So it becomes a very, very tough day. Very tough day. And it is for me. And. Uh, so, how, and you know, for example, uh, on Sundays, uh, the last few, several years, probably four years, uh, is my, is the loneliness. That's what plagues me probably the most, loneliness. Uh, I'm not an easy guy to get around. I'm not an easy guy to fellowship with. I'm not an easy guy to talk to. I'm very sharp. I'm very hard. I have a very strong opinions about God and I'm not shameful to mention it. I'm not bashful. I'm not shy. Uh, I'm in your face. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people don't like that. And, um, but that's how the Lord uses me in my life. Okay? And so therefore, uh, because of what I do and have been doing for, seemed like all my life, is uh, 
many people do not hang around me, and I'm talking about ministers. And so coming to Sunday with my banner out on the street and never having anybody come out with me, I mean, not a partner that works with me, physical, is, is tries my patience continually. Thank God that God put in me and helped me grow my patience. Because uh, if it wasn't, if I didn't have patience to endure this loneliness, uh, I probably 100% would have quit already five years, four years ago, after the first few months of banner preaching. I probably would have quit, no question about it. Because I'm lonely. I'll just tell you like it. But what do people, when I tell people, what do most people say? Oh, you're not lonely, John. Look. There's nobody around me. Yeah, all people going by, everybody waving and everybody honking, but there's nobody here. Nobody walked down with me today. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. It's a partner or two or three uh, that, I mean, people are giving. I'm not talking about that. We have committed people sowing into this ministry. That's no doubt about that. I'm talking about people who physically have said, you know, John, I'm going to come out and I'm going to work the street with you. We're going to build Gospel Evangelist Church. I feel God's called me. See, that's the problem right there. God has not called anyone yet. So that, that's why you have to know that you're enjoying yourself in the Lord. You have your eyes on the Lord. And when you're going through your struggle, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm talking, trying to tell you a struggle that I'm going through, but it's not really stopping me. See, the most problems, the purpose for problems is to stop you in your tracks, to get you to halt. That's what Satan's trying to do, is to stop you. Destroy your work, destroy your witness, destroy your ministry, to, to take you out. You know, steal, to kill, destroy. That's his job, that's what he's trying to do. And uh, so we have problems that come into our life and those problems, the purpose of those problems is to get us to stop. You know, that's, that's the stop. However, if we keep our eyes on the Lord and the Lord has, through His Spirit, has grown patience within us, allowed patience to have her perfect work, so she's finished her work and you're living in patience, you can endure the storm. And for right now, for the last several years, the storm is not building the church. The storm is loneliness. Okay. I'm just confessing some things that can possibly plague you in your ministry, you know, because I want to be open, I want to be transparent, I want to be visible, I want to be an example. And so I'm sharing with you, not for a critique, not for, not, not even to pray for me, I'm just so you'll hear me and understand that you may not have a loneliness problem, right? you may have another problem, but all problems are the same. All problems come from Satan, right? That's, that's, that's the originator of all of our problems. Started right in the garden. You know, before the, before the fall of man, there were no problems. It was just loving and serving God, just like it's going to be one time. Loving and serving God, doing the work of the Lord. That's it, you know. But when problems came, it's never ended. Problems have never stopped and will never stop and will never end until that, until Satan has been dealt with, okay? So you cannot think that, oh, I'm really happy now. I've got a lot of money. I've got a lot of time. I got everything I need. Uh, I'm happy. I've got a beautiful family. I, you know, my kids love me. I've got, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's all world, 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 worldly talk. 
I was listening to a preacher last night. A lot of times on Saturdays evening, I'll listen to a preacher. So I was listening to the preacher down in Houston, just trying to check some of his messages out, he and his wife. And uh, uh, it just, I, I said to the Lord, the difference between him and me, now he loves Jesus. He's born again. He's not a devil. You know, some idiot people, they think he's filled with Satan. He's not. He's not a wolf in sheep's clothing. He, he loves Jesus, and he just, you know, he does what he does. And uh, anyways, his, his boss is God, not you, not you. But I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, it's interesting. Now, he talks to the person. That's what he said. He's talking to the person, uh, to the what you see. Uh, but in my ministry, I don't talk to the person. I talk to their spirit. That's the difference in this ministry. I thought, wow, maybe because I don't talk to people, that's why people don't come around me. Because I'm not, I'm not ministering to your flesh, to your brain, to your lifestyle, to your business, your family. I'm ministering to your spirit. See, that's what people don't get because your spirit is unseen. You can't see the spirit, but you can see the flesh. You can see my hat. You can see my glasses. You can see this beard. You can see the shirt, but you can't see my spirit, right? And I can see your spirit. See, I can't see your body right now, but in the spirit with my spiritual eyes, I know I can see your spirit. Now, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke here. I can see many spirits listening right now. And that's who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to your brain. I'm not talking to your flesh. I'm talking to your spirit. That's the, what I'm sowing. I'm sowing spiritual seed into your spirit so that it'll fall in good ground and that it'll reap and it'll You'll be, able to, you'll be able to reap a harvest because I'm speaking to your spirit. Now, what we don't, what a lot of people don't understand when you speak to the spirit, it takes a long time for that seed to germinate, to grow. However, if you've talked to the flesh, it could take one day, it could take a few days, and you see a harvest. But what grows fast usually dies fast. What grows slow usually lasts for a very long, long time. Let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can come to the channel, we can turn on the camera, and we can uh, listen to you as you speak to our spirit, and we can speak to the people's spirit right here, right now, Lord. And so Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor, all the power, for you're, uh, you are so wonderful. You are love. God is love, as your word says. And so we want to love people. We want to love people like you love us first. And. Uh, just like this morning, Lord, I was loving on you and you filled me with your love and I've come out here to do, to serve my first love and to pour my love that you put into me into people. That's why I'm, I'm speaking to him now, Lord. I'm speaking to him now, Lord. And uh, I thank you, Lord, that you touch every soul, every spirit who's listening right now. In your name, Jesus. In your name, Jesus. Amen. So I need to, uh, let's keep moving here. So uh, let me put this here. So this is a, uh, let me do this here. Hang on. Let me put this here. <clears throat> All right. So I need to market this. I was going to leave this at home. Holy Spirit said, don't forget your book. Yes, sir. And uh, there's a lot of new people coming here. And so we're doing a class on this book. This is the, the book for the class. <clears throat> and the class is every Monday through, fr Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. to uh, Boulder time. That's mountain, mountain time. Uh, we're on mountain daylight savings time still. And uh, we're going to do this. <laughs> 
uh, book. Uh, so we're working through it. It's more of a log book style. It's not a textbook uh, that you read and study, and there's no test in it. And uh, it, it records uh, your reading of this word, the word of God. It records your work. It records your prayers. It records, it's more like a journal, a diary, a log book. I'm a trucker, so I kind of built it around like a log book format. I've logged my life for over 40 years. In a trucking world, you have to log every single day of your life. Even your days off, all your vacations have to be logged. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, most people don't log their day. But as a long-haul trucker, uh, I've logged every single day of my life in a log book paper format and that's what I've done so that's what this is kind of like this is just the first book of eight books and it's three months long 65 classes and we're gonna go through this okay there's the back of the cover here anyways I just wanted to promote that uh, you can go to the website and find out how to order it and uh, let me put this down and on the website uh, you can see a little scroll down a little bit you'll see GEC True Study uh, August 2023 edition, acquire at thebookpatch.com. Uh, That's our printer. Or you can just go to the book thebookpatch, P-A-T-C-H.com, and you can do a search, GC True Study, and it'll pop up. I've tried that several times. Or you can just go to Google and type it in, and Book Patch will come up. I mean, typically. All right, so uh, let's get into the message here. So this is uh, a brand new Sunday prayer letter. I took a picture of this and put it on the uh, the community channel there. I also put a link to our PayPal account. Uh, I've had a few people ask, how do I, how can I give to your ministry? So I was quickened to do that. I've never done that before in the community tab, but I felt quickened to do that, quickened, you know, by the Lord to do that. So I was uncomfortable, but I did it anyways. So if you want to give through PayPal, you click on that link. It takes you over to our uh, PayPal page, and that money goes directly into the church account. It doesn't go into my account. I know it has my name there, but uh, I represent Gospel Evangelist Church. I'm the founding pastor uh, and a street preacher, <laughs> and that's how I'm building the church as a street preacher, building Gospel Evangelist, kind of a missionary-style church. Uh, missionary, we're uh, not building a community church. We're not building a... a uh, denominational type church uh, we're building an, an independent non-denominational but it has a missionary style to it uh, because I'm a missionary been a missionary in my life basically uh, missionary to the trucking world and I've been on six missionary trips um, uh, a couple of them overseas I've been to 23 countries but most of my missionary trips have been here in the United States and uh, all my traveling through all 50 states here in the United States of America. So, uh, uh, um, yeah. So now uh, we we have a Sunday prayer. Sorry, I'm stumbling around. I'm thinking. I my spirit of the Lord's talking to me. Is <laughs> <He's> interrupting me. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, what he wants me to say is, you know, if you're in the Boulder area, uh, and you're more than welcome to come. Uh, we have a gentleman just walked by here. Uh, he looks like he's half male, half female. Uh, so maybe he's going through some kind of hormone deal. I don't know. I can't tell if he's a man or male or female. Uh, he's, he's got the voice of a man. Uh, he has the uh, facial features of a man, but he's got the body of a female. Uh, I don't know what he is, but it doesn't really matter to me. I could care less. Uh, 
because I'm care for his spirit. You can't change the spirit because spirit is not male nor female. Spirit doesn't have male or female organs. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, and, the, and the spirit is not Hebrew nor Jewish or Gentile. There's no, and he's not Chinese. The spirit has no national uh, look to it. It's kind of weird. I know people don't talk that much, right? But I, I do a lot of work in the spirit, okay? I've seen a lot of spirits, and, uh, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of devils. I've seen a lot of angels of God. And, uh, but Jesus died for his spirit. And so a few Sundays ago, he was rebuking me and cursing me and uh, command, commanding me to die. That's what he was doing. And, uh, uh, but today, he said, I see you're still alive uh, and you're healthy. And uh, kind of laughed at me and joked with me. And, uh, and I thought to myself, the reason he was uh, nicer to me this time, this is the second time he's seen me, is because the first time I didn't uh, uh, confess a curse that you're going to hell. That's a curse. To me, that's a curse. To say somebody is going to hell before they die bothers me because now if you now if God told you to do that then that's what you have to do don't copy me I'm just talking for those who feel like they have to tell people they're going to hell I don't tell people they're going to hell unless the Spirit of the Lord moves on me and I make it known to them that if they do not receive Jesus Christ as their Savior uh, your name will be blotted out from the book of life and therefore you you will go to the hell wait for the judgment then you'll find that Jesus blotted your name out, and now you're gonna experience the second death, which is the lake of fire of brimstone for eternal damnation. Never ever to come back to life, never ever to be able to repent, that's the unforgivable sin, and never ever to see any of your family members, never to see any of your friends, never to see the beauty of life, never to see anything but to it's so horrible. I even hate talking about it. It's so horrible. I can't even stand even saying this because it bothers me so much. The reason it bothers me so much because I know people don't tell other people who they know about Jesus Christ. That's what bothers me. Even church pastors will never preach against sin. When I told some people here last week or so that they had sin, uh, in their life, they looked at me kind of dumbfounded, like, I don't have any sin. And I listed all their sins off, and they kind of look at me, oh. <laughs> and I thought, doesn't anybody tell you that you're a sinner <laughs> going to hell? If you don't, re you know, I mean, but no, church pastors don't do that. About the guy in Houston, does he say you're a sinner? If you don't receive Christ, you're a sinner. You're a sinner, and you're not a saint of God. You will go to hell. Now, you can have a great life. But if you don't receive Jesus Christ, you can hold up your Bible and says, I have everything this Bible says and I, I can do whatever, you know, blah, blah. He has some kind of a chant that he has. Most of it is unscriptural. You know, some of it is, some of it's not, you know. So he sows good seed and he sows bad seed, you know. And he keeps trying to, he tries to balance it out. <laughs> I kind of laugh myself, you know. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to sow good seed and bad seed. I want to sow all good seed, right? I want to sow all good seed. Boy, am I talking a lot? I, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> understand. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Let's pray real quick. So, Lord, I just thank you uh, that I can uh, speak your word. 
into people's spirit. And I thank you, Lord, that you are uh, quickening people to wake up, to get out of bed, to quit slumbering and awake those who are sleeping and look around at the day that they're living and look around the people and see that many in their life are not saved. They are going to the lake of fire after the judgment. So Lord, I'm asking that you give them a fire in their belly, a fire in their bones to, and to, that will burn that fear of man and feel that fear of struggle and just all kinds of garbage and purify their heart so they'll have the Word of God solidly in their heart so they can move out walking on that water, the water of the Word of God, not sinking inside of it and being condemned by the Word, but being edified and comforted and exhorted by the Word, keeping our eyes on you, Lord. In your name, Jesus. All right, so that's a prayer. How about that? When you're quickened to pray, you pray. You know, my, Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, right? But what's the rest of it? But you, God's people, have made it a den of thieves. Right? What does den of thieves mean? It means that, that it's a place where thieves, all right? What is a thief? A thief is one who steals, kills, and destroys. It's a devil, right? It's evil. There's evil in the church. All right, so this is the Sunday prayer letter uh, for this week, increased in number daily. Increased in number daily, it's Acts 16. We're going through uh, all the book of Acts. We're in one week per chapter. So this is the 16th week and the 16th chapter, even though we've had a couple of weeks in there that are kind of messed up a little bit. In our letter, we have seven parts. And we're also in the theme, signs, wonders, miracles, praise, worship. Hallelujah for that, right? And so this is part one, seven parts in our letter. Part one, Sunday, Acts 16, one through five, is what we'll talk on today. Let me just read the five verses and we'll come back. So then came to the, this is the King James, always in the King James. Uh, verse 16, no, verse, chapter 16, the book of Acts, <clears throat> verse one. Then came he to Derby and to Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there, named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish, and believed. But his father was Greek, was a Greek, verse 2, which was well reported of the brethren, which was well reported, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium, verse 3. Him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters. For they knew all that his father was a Greek. Verse 4. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. Verse 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Increased in number daily. That's our title right there. Increased in number daily. I typically try to select words that are in the Bible verbatim. Uh, it's just something I do. I really don't care about SEO, search engine optimization. I really don't care about that. I care about the Word of God more than about trying to collect uh, viewers to our channel. If I was worried about collecting viewers to our channel, 
I wouldn't have that title. I would have a different title that was optimized for search engine optimization, SEO. That's kind of the term we use. I don't even do that with my website or nothing. And uh, uh, However, God still brings people to the website by the hundreds and by the thousands to the YouTube channel. So uh, a couple of days ago, we just passed over 6,000 viewers for the month. 6,100 and something. Uh, a couple of days ago, how about that? <laughs> Into unique viewers. Uh, that's kind of interesting. 6,000. And uh, I'm up to about uh, 70, 78,000 views on the channel now. That's pretty cool. Up to about 620, as of this morning, 621 subscribers. And uh, and I'm average, you know, something like that. I, YouTube gives you all those numbers, you know, and I don't look at them too much, but just my curiosity is more than anything else. But I'm a numbers guy, all right? So let's go back into the number 16 of Acts. Then came he, so this is Paul and uh, Silas. Then Paul uh, came, uh, then came he to Derby and Lister. And behold, a certain disciple. So a certain disciple, it's for some reason, uh, the Lord wanted to highlight uh, a single individual person, a certain one, certain means individual, certain uh, one person I want to show you, uh, Paul, that's what he's saying. And uh, that's, so a certain disciple. And it says disciple because that points back to he believed on the Lord. He was a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was, you know, uh, he was a disciple, disciple of Christ, right? A follower of Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, was there. Okay, there was there. Uh, named Timotheus, okay? So we know Timotheus became, so this is the first time God is introducing us to uh, the man, the disciple, Timotheus. And later on, you'll see that he did a lot of work in the body of Christ. But this is where God introduced him. Right here. Isn't that pretty cool? This is the first time God's mentioned him. How about that? Timotheus. And he's going to tell you who he is. He's the son of a certain woman. Now, it's not just a certain disciple, but a certain woman. A very special disciple and a very special mother. Yeah, how about that? Timotheus' mother is very special. <laughs> Jesus' mother is very special. So is John the Baptist's mother. <laughs> how about that, right? Hallelujah. A guy right there who speeded by me for about a year, he would flip me off and cuss me out. And uh, uh, I just smile and wave, thank you. And he doesn't do it anymore. He just keeps on going. I tell you, when he has problems, guess who's going to call? He's going to call me. When he has problems and nobody else can solve them, I have the answer. Because my answer is Jesus Christ. And I have the Word of God. And I'll be able to speak the Word of God into his life one day. Then came he to Derby and listened, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman. I think that's really interesting that God mentioned the woman first. See, did you notice that? If you didn't notice that, that means you should think, stop listening to me. If you didn't notice that God mentioned the woman first, that means you read your Bible way too fast and you're not reading it with the Spirit of the Lord. 
because God stopped me every time I read this. I'm, halt, I'm halted to wonder why did you put the woman before the man? When in, when in the priority of God's kingdom, the man's first, the woman is second. I don't know. I, don't, I know a lot of people don't like that, but that's the way it is. <laughs> I got this. Christian girls there. They love what I do. I see them every single Sunday. And uh, they all go to the high school over there. They see me at the high school. So I get to witness to all the high school students throughout the week, not just on Wednesdays, every nine weeks when I'm over there. All, every day. Right? Plus when they're in the car with their parents. Certain disciples there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess. How about that? I think that's really interesting. We don't really, God doesn't go into any more detail about it. But she must have been a praying woman. She must have been an intercessor. She wasn't a preacher, but she was a servant. She, was a, she ministered under the Lord, apparently. Pretty amazing. So she trained her child in the way he should go in the ministry. How did Timotheus get saved? Probably because of his mother. Probably because of his mother. Mother believed on Jesus, was a Jewish. She was in the Jewish faith. She was serving in the temple, living out the laws of Moses. And then when Jesus came, the Messiah for God's people, the savior of his people, she recognized Jesus and she received Christ as her Savior. She believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, Mary's uh, son. Well, not really, right? But Mary, I guess you could say it's Jesus is Mary's son. She birthed him, but uh, it's God's son, only begotten son. Son means to come out of, doesn't mean male. <clears throat> I understand that. Uh, all right, so uh, let's go back a little bit which was a Jewish and believed. Okay, there it is right there. So how do, so I'm telling you all this stuff and I didn't read it. <laughs> I already know it. <laughs> that stuff. She believed. What does that mean? And believed. She was a Jewish, Jewish. Let me read this again. This is so cool. I love this. But, it, but you won't see it if you read it like a mystery novel and you just read it through. Blah, 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 what did you say? Oh, uh, well, I don't, uh, what, what is this? What did you just read? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what most Christians out here on the street do. I have them sometimes read them. Why don't you read this? What did it say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I like the King James because it makes people slow down because it's so hard to read. So the higher, it's hard, it's hard, you know, because we don't talk in international English. If we were some other country, if we were Mexicans, you know, we could read the King James just fine because it's the same as our language in Spanish, Spanish language. They put the most important words first and the least important last. That's what this does. But in America, we flip everything around. They put the least important first and then you put the second most important, I mean the next important, last. Anyways, I have a guy that stopped over there for some reason. No, I guess he dropped something. It is windy and it's cold. 65, 68 degrees, 65 degrees, and rain. Hallelujah. All right, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed, believed. But his father was a Greek. 
That's all it says. But his father was a Greek. So the Greek man married a Hebrew lady. Huh. How about that? Was she Hebrew? Was she Greek? No, she was a Jew. She was a Jewess. And you see right there, it doesn't tell you much about the... And you see... Can, now, see, the Spirit of God just told me why he put Timotheus... Why, why did God put Timotheus' mother before dad? I just, just got the answer. How about that? Just now. I've always wondered this, but I just now got the answer. Are you ready for the answer? Be, here's the answer. Because God put his people before the sinner. Unless something's changed, I mean, I, I haven't read the rest. We'll find out if I'm hearing from God or not. Because Timotheus' mother believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, she is a saint of God, but her husband was just a Greek. He didn't believe yet. He wasn't a believer yet. Maybe later on he'll become a believer. But at this moment, he's an unbeliever. He's just a Greek. He's a Gentile unbeliever. Because if he was a believer, God would have said, and a believer also, or a believer too. And then he would have flipped him around. Because he puts God puts his people first and the rest of the world second. Which also lets you know that there's neither Jew nor Gentile in heaven. The saints of God come before all that. And that gets people mad too. Oh well. So anyways, that's an answer. So let's see how that goes here. But his father was a Greek. Right? Uh, which was well reported of by the brethren. I wonder why it was well reported, it's well testified that Timotheus' dad was a Greek. He must have been an important man because a lot of people talked about him a lot. Man, it is cold. I got an extra shirt on. I got my coat in there too. Hallelujah. Well reported of, of by the brethren that were Lystra and Iconium. All right. Him would Paul have to go forth with him Go for and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters for they knew all that his father was a Greek so still they brought him up again but they and can you see what's going on here it says here that him who's him the father would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews so maybe his father had to be circumcised, but Timotheus did. I don't know that. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. He tells you why Paul circumcised him, uh, not because of the law. See, before they were circumcising people because of the laws of Moses. But here, it tells you why he circumcised. Because if you don't read it, if you read it really fast, you go, why did he circumcise when he wasn't supposed to? I'm looking at the storm that's coming. Uh, because it wasn't because of the law, it's because uh, where they were going to preach the gospel. Everybody knew that Timotheus' dad was a Greek and he should have been, he needed to be circumcised so he could do the ministry. Anyways, uh, a lot going on there. I don't want to keep going because I'm getting cold all of a sudden. Alright, uh, because of the Jews which were in those quarters. For they knew all that his father was a Greek. So everybody knew who his dad was. Interesting, right? And his dad was going to travel with them. Maybe Timotheus was kind of young. I don't know. We'll see here. Verse 4. And as they went through the cities, who's they? Paul, Silas, Timotheus, and Timotheus' dad, the Greek. 
uh, the Greek. That's all we know. Uh, his mother stayed behind, I guess. I mean, that's what it's, it sort of looks like. And if we're okay, listen. If we're wrong at seeing what we're seeing here, and we keep on reading, God will correct us. That's what he does. A good father corrects his children. That's just what happens. So if we read down through here and we find out that his dad didn't go or did go, his mother did go or didn't go, and some other points of interest, uh, God will tell us as we go through the scripture. But if God doesn't tell us, then we can probably, as uh, long as God doesn't check us in our spirit, we're probably okay. But if we have a check in our spirit, that means the Spirit of God is quickening us to begin praying because what we just said is not true. Then we lift up the Lord and He corrects us. Right? You have to be open to, for correction. Always be open for correction. God bless you, Dan. Got a witness to everybody who sees you. All right, well reported by the... Okay, let's go down to verse 4. And as they went through the cities, a lot of cities, I go through a lot of cities, a lot of cities. So on Tuesday, let me say this. So Monday, tomorrow's Monday at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, we do our live stream seven to eight. Uh, tomorrow I'm taking tomorrow off from the banner, and I'm going to do a lot of work in the ministry. And I need to rest just a little bit, as I'm in three different cities this week. And then on Tuesday morning, uh, we will not have a class on Tuesday morning only, because at six o'clock in the morning, I'm on a bus. I got to be up at about four thirty. Yeah, about 4.30 in the morning, so I can be on the bus by 6 and be in Vail, Colorado by about 9.30, 9.45, preaching the day in Vail. And I'm in Vail Village at five different locations in Vail Village. Then I catch the 4 o'clock bus because the bus only comes every four hours. So I don't want to stay there till 8 o'clock at night. Uh, and it's going to be pretty cold up there in Vail, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But that's... This is my third trip to Vail. And now it's on my schedule, uh, pretty locked into the schedule, I think, until the Holy Ghost changes it. But that's where I'll be on Tuesday. Then Wednesday we'll have our class again. But on Tuesday, there'll be no class. I'll say it again in class. But those who don't, don't come to class, they don't see it. I will not have a class on Tuesday morning, this coming Tuesday, the uh, uh, 12th. Tuesday the 12th, no class, no class, no class on Tuesday the 12th only. They went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep, okay, the decrees, to keep. This is what we need to do. That's what's going on here. That's the New Testament. It was being written by the apostles, by the elders, by Paul. It was all being put together. You know, the, the uh, John was writing his, you know, all that stuff was being written. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everybody else, everything was being written uh, at this time or somewhere along this time. Right? It's not important to know that. For the keys, uh, decrees to keep. So we need to keep the Word of God. How do you keep it? You live in it. You dwell in it. You, you make your home in the Word of God. That were ordained of the apostles. Decrees for to keep. That were ordained. So these decrees are ordained of the apostles and elders were to Jerusalem. Right? It's really important. That's, you know, that's the beginning. He's letting us know the beginning stages of the uh, writing of what we know and we say the New Testament. And uh, the New Testament, Jesus says, I shed my blood for the New Testament. He is the Testament. All right? Anyways. Uh, to, to keep for were ordained of the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. Verse 5. 
and so were the churches, as plural, churches, many churches. There's more than one church. A uh, church is like a cell in our body. There's trillions of cells in our body, okay? Uh, we don't have just one cell. Uh, we have trillions of cells, uh, many different parts of our body, a lot of organs, a uh, lot of uh, body parts, top to bottom, and uh, every piece of our body can kind of be looked at as a church. All these churches make up one body, one temple. And that temple is the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the high priest of that temple. And we are in the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I say temple because we are a temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, Jesus is the temple. And, and uh, anyways, hope you understand that. So all the churches, plural, established in the faith, established in the faith, understanding that uh, as our cells in our body become corrupted, our cells become corrupted, they produce after their own kind. They produce more corrupted cells. And as it grows, it, be, it creates what we call a tumor. And that tumor can, can actually change and become cancerous. Then the doctor has to come in and cut that tumor out, cut that cancer out, and do all kinds of medicine. So our body is like the churches. So in churches, a lot of churches are become corrupted and form tumors in the body of Christ. And God has to cut those tumors out because it becomes cancerous. And cancer is a death thing. It's a, it causes death. All right. And so uh, God cuts that out. And uh, anyway, that's another story. It's just it's one other way of looking at it. And so are the churches established in the faith. It says, in the faith. Paul says, the word of faith that we preach, faith, we need to be established in faith because Romans 1.17 says uh, that this is what started our uh, protest against the Catholic Church back in 1500s when we became Protestants, Protestants against the Catholic Church when Martin Luther discovered that we don't live by the Pope, we live by faith, the just shall live by faith. Doesn't say the just shall live by every decree of the Pope. Doesn't say that, unless you read a Catholic Bible. If you read a Catholic Bible, you go to a Catholic church, that's what it'll tell you. You have to obey the Pope. Otherwise, you will not go to heaven, it says. All kinds of other junk that they teach you. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily, increased in number. How do you increase faith? By the Word of God. You preach the Word of faith, your faith increases, and the number in your church increases. Just like the number here of viewers is increasing. It keeps increasing, increasing, because I'm speaking the Word of faith. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that uh, it is really cold. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for the chilliness. It feels kind of good, actually. But I got to put my hands in my pocket, Lord, because my hands are like little ice cubes for some reason. That wind is frigid. But uh, you asked me to bring my coat. I wasn't going to, Lord, but you quickened me to bring my coat, my jacket there. And if I hadn't said yes, sir, I would not have that because I need to put it on the moment I'm done with this video. So uh, I thank you, Lord, that you care for the warmth that we have out on the street. You don't want us to be chilly and cold all day long. You don't want us to do that. You want us to eat right. 
You want us to drink lots of water. You want us to nutri uh, nutritionalize our body properly. Uh, you don't want us to put drugs in our body. You don't want us to put uh, uh, tobacco smoke in our body. You don't want us to put uh, drug, drug stuff in our body. Uh, we're not to be uh, 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 drunk. We're to be controlled by the Holy Ghost. We're to be filled with the Holy Ghost, not filled with drugs and trash and garbage. And uh, you're concerned for our physical body. You're concerned for our spirit. You're concerned for our mind. You want us to think on good things, just like uh, we read about in Friday's class, Ephesians 4, 8. What a great thing. And so uh, you're concerned for the whole man, not just one thing. And, uh, and I am too. That's why I'm speaking to the whole man right now. Will help people take care of their temple, physical body. Yes. In your name, Jesus, we humbly pray. Amen and amen. All right. Praise God. So, uh, huh. <clears throat> I'm going to see if I can make it to 4 o'clock. But uh, if I can't, I can't. I'll just do the best I can out here. So, I love you, man. You take care. God bless. <laughs>